0: Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harwich here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. And it's an exciting Friday here today for any baseball fans, but specifically for us, Houston Astros. The Astros are playing game two of the first round of the playoffs today against the White Sox. We were able to pull out a win last night against the White Sox as I'm recording this podcast right now. The Astros are trailing. I believe the last I saw was four to two here. So I couldn't do a podcast without wearing my Astros jersey today. Uh, pretty cool in here. I have to say this for myself. The retro Astros got Nolan Ryan on the back for any you baseball fans out there. Uh, but so yeah, I had to cheer on the Astros today. But for our markets on the day today, we did get a lower close to the week for our markets as we got this morning's latest jobs report coming in weaker than expected for the second month in a row here, creating an abysmally low. Uh, Once again, just we've seen this pattern of missing estimates to the low side for much longer here, but really big disappointment with 194,000 jobs created uh, in uh, September versus estimates of 500,000. And of course, we hate to see that. Actually, for that note, I saw this right before I came on, so uh, don't quote me on the exact number here, but there's something like a few million jobs more right now available than we have unemployed. So, and I'll get to that all here in a second, but the timing of this report really could not have been much better in terms of what the Federal Reserve's next steps will be. They've been talking about tapering towards the end of this year and to the beginning of next year, hoping to finish their taper by mid next year. (laughs) From the day they announced that, we've said that that slim chance that that happens, and today is a perfect example of this. The Federal Reserve can use this jobs report as another reason to push back any goals of beginning to taper before the end of this year. Again, what we've been saying here for some time. And another factor, it's also gonna push any ideas, any talking about talking about raising rates further down the road, which is important right now. Rates have been on the rise, yields have been on the rise, and a lot of people are talking about that, much like earlier this year when people were freaking out about it. But the way we see it here, Based off the VRA investing system, we're getting close to a topping point here in rates. We're right up against some long term resistance here in rates. Based off the VRA investing system, yields are at extreme overbought territory here. So, if you've been tuning in with us here for a while, you know our view. Rates are headed lower long term. So, yes, we could go a little bit higher from here, but over the next few years and Especially through Joe Biden's first term as president, we see rates heading lower, significantly lower. Our call has been for negative rates coming here in the United States, as we've already seen in Europe, and then of course our playbook coming from Japan. It's Japan has been the playbook that our, our Federal Reserve has been following, and we don't see that trend changing anytime soon here. but. All of this adds up to one thing, that we are in the third term of Obama's presidency. Uh, (laughs) Slower economic growth, big government expansion. That's the theme of what we're gonna see through Joe Biden's presidency. And remember, during Obama's two terms, he was the only two term president not to ever have a year with more than 2% GDP growth. This is the slow growth environment, that we're looking at here once again. And many, especially talking heads in the financial mainstream media, will say that, oh, it's because of coronavirus. But as always, we like to make the distinction here. It's not coronavirus that hurt our economy. It's been the government's reaction to this. And we got some perfect proof of it today put out by Ben Shapiro. And regardless of how you feel about Ben Shapiro, These are facts, direct statistics from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Check this out of the 23 best states in terms of employment or excuse me, unemployment, 17 of those states are red states. Four are purple states. Only two of those are blue. But of the worst states of the 10 worst, nine of those are blue. And one is purple. So you can see the divide here between red states and blue states and blue states having those unemployment benefits that they've had for so long now. uh, A lot of those have have shut down, I think all of them now, uh, at least for the most part, have been closed. So we should start seeing that reflect and seeing people coming back to the labor force. It hasn't been what we've seen yet. We'll still get a few more months of that to come. We'll be reporting it on all of it here. But again, it's not coronavirus that's been affecting our economy. It's been the government's reaction. And we believe that we know some of the reason why here, why this has been happening. We've we've been writing about it and we're getting closer every day here to the launch of our latest book, The Big Bribe, that Kip and I have worked on together. Uh, and the big theme, not to give too much away here, was that this is all part of a bigger psyop. Uh, to... For a lot of reasons, to be bribing people with things like universal basic income, which we saw here in the United States for the first time last year, you get a soaring stock market and other benefits from big government. That all plays in together into this PSYOP that makes people forget about the government's reaction to coronavirus. Forget about a rigged election and overall the loss of freedoms that we've seen and really as we continue to head towards a new one world government. And I'm sure on that note, that many of you probably saw today that the OECD, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, is now one step closer to passing their global corporate taxes. A 15% tax rate to go for the biggest companies in the world. Uh, And Ireland was the latest to capitulate on that. They've they've been the lowest corporate tax rate. Actually, during Obama's term, you saw a number of companies moving their headquarters from the United States to Ireland in order to avoid high corporate tax rates here in the United States. Uh, Now, they're trying to do away with that. They don't want people skirting tax laws uh, by doing things like that. We have plenty more comments on that as well, uh, but probably could do a whole podcast on that, really. But stay tuned. We'll be talking about it here. It all boils down to one world government. uh, And we're excited to get the big bribe out to you here soon. And the good news is, and there is a positive undertone to our book, we're optimists here by nature. uh, And that is that we believe this bull market has a long way to run, a massive move higher coming. Our prediction is that Dow Jones will hit 100,000 plus in the next five years, so stay tuned. There's gonna be a whole lot of money to be made in this stock market, whether it's a psyop or a big bribe or not, we have a responsibility to make as as much money as we possibly can in this market. Whether we wanna protect ourselves, our families, those closest to us, that is our job here, especially with what we do here at the VRA, we wanna make you as much money as possible. So come and join us. If you're not with us already, check us out at VRAinsider.com. We've got a 14-day free trial going on right now with that being said last political topic before I get to the market action on the day to day the big another big political topic has been the debt ceiling which the ex, the the time to get to was October 16th uh, when the US would default on its debt well Mitch McConnell has said that he will be working with Chuck Schumer uh, to allow government spending to continue into December. We've said this from the beginning, folks. This is nothing more than political theater. We've seen this story before. Have the two sides fight each other as much as possible, get both sides riled up, and then come together to make it look like they can work together. Uh, nothing more than uh, than political theater. They're going to come together. They won't allow the U.S. to default on their debt, and we believe it'll be resolved before that December deadline here as well on that news we thought we'd get a little bit better of a market reaction today because that jobs report wasn't too unexpected compared to what we've seen for the last few months but our markets did finish you know slightly lower on the day today again we did finish positive uh almost across the board for the week the small caps were the only exception that didn't finish higher on the week this week but today the Dow Jones led the way, if you want to call it that, pretty much flat on the day, down 0.03% to 34,746. We were followed there by the S&P 500, down about two tenths of one percent to 4,391. Next up here was the Nasdaq, down half a percent to 14,579. And lastly for today, the uh, Russell 2000 small caps down 0.76% to 2,000. 233 next up here let's take a look at our internals on the day today pretty slow action here as well declining stocks did beat out advancing stocks for both the nyse and the nasdaq but not massive beats on the day uh new 52-week highs and lows were able to come in positive for the nyse just over two to one positive but they did come back negative for the nasdaq and lastly volume also coming in positive for the NYSE, but negative for the NASDAQ. But to the downside, nothing major here from the internals today. Looking at our sectors on the day-to-day, and I just lost my screens here. Uh, pull this up real fast. We finished with 9 out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors lower on the day today. Our 2 leaders were energy as oil got back above $80 a barrel for the first time since 2014 today. I'll get to that here more in a second. We were followed there by the financials, which are right at about all time high territory here, finishing up about half a percent on the day today. Then our laggards were real estate, utilities, and materials. Tech did finish lower on the day today. not what you want to see, uh, but nothing major, a little bit of a slow Friday, really overall. Uh, the semis did finish down about 1%, not what you want to see. Uh, if you're bullish, you, like, as we always say here, you want to see tech leading the way and semis leading tech. We got the reverse of that today. Finally, for today, our VRA commodity watch gold slightly lower on the day down just over one tenth of 1% to 1,756 an ounce silver down as well as similar 0.09% to $22 and 63 cents an ounce excuse me, copper now up today, up 0.73% to $4.27 a pound. And lastly, as I mentioned earlier, oil did get back above $80 a barrel today. Our price target for up to mid 2022 has been a minimum of $100 a barrel. We've gotten there pretty quickly, uh, but we did get close, slight or to close. We're right now just below $80 a barrel. Up uh, 1.57% for oil today to $79.53 a barrel. Lastly, for today, Bitcoin now up 1.23% on the day to $54,641 a Bitcoin. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day the market close. You can sign up at VRAInsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top. We'd love to have you with us, and also. While you're there, check us out on YouTube. You can find us at Vertical Research Advisory. Uh, We'd love to have you with us there as well. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here on Monday for the close. Have a great weekend.